episode of too young for an old talk i'm abriana and i'm neil and today we're going to be discussing the concept really of you know how good it is to live in america or well much specifically north america or the how, how it's romanticized or how some people romanticize the whole concept of it oh me your phone <laughs> just buzzed off bro I heard that, but we'll keep going. I put it on silent. I didn't realize my ringer was on. Sorry. Um, <laughs> that's what I said. Yeah, I didn't really grow up knowing, like, not knowing. I didn't really grow up from people who made it seem like that was the goal or anything. At least because everybody, all the adults I grew up around None of them really ever went to America or North America for school or work or anything. Like, they'd lived their entire lives in the Caribbean. Obviously, they've gone there multiple times for vacation and other things, but they never really made it seem like that was the ultimate goal or the be-all, end-all for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not. I'm familiar with the concept, just like as how Bajans talk about it, but I don't have like a personal personal experience um, of that being it as is. romanticized. Well, for me, like I, I can picture like people probably in their sixties or so that I know are coming to me, and you know they live overseas, and more so now is when I would hear some things like, okay, like there's something this person has gone through or, you know, some sort of struggle that they've experienced. But, you know, I can't imagine that you're now feeling struggles in 2020, right? It's like, I'm just being now made aware of it. But like, as a child, people that saw them go overseas always be like, that's so good. And, you know, like, really make it seem like a, something to strive for. And it's kind of like, you know, like a fairy tale kind of thing or whatever it is. Like, it has... it's all glitz and glam but at the heart of it is a really dark story and what do you mean by it's dark? not as not dark but like for example like my granddad um has been in the u.s for like more than 30 years maybe 30 years ago <laughs> there were rights in the u.s too you know what i mean like there's still there's always been systemic problems there is not to say that all of a sudden now like people will see racism um so, like, not dark necessarily in terms of, like, you know, you go in there and it's like hell and gloom per se, but it's not like, you know, you, you go to, you, you're living in the U.S., so you're just buying stuff for cheap and living a, a great life like that, you know what I mean? Like, there's more stuff going into it, like. Yeah, I think, mm-hmm. I think what you're trying to get at is that people only, in the Caribbean, only mention the good stuff as you said like being able to buy clothes mm-hmm. for cheap everything seems so cheap up there and there are all these opportunities so you're living a good life but they don't talk about the bad stuff um or the not so yeah. great stuff i guess that's is that kind of what you mean yeah that's what it feels like i just kind of i want to add more context to it yeah like the negative pieces of it um because but who really does forms. that though 
no, let's be real. Saying, who does so that with anything? Because that's it's what people so much... the, the grass being greener on the other side, right? Yeah, because, but it's so much easier to say these are the pros than to tell somebody what the cons are. Like, who's trying to hear about the cons? <laughs> Not somebody that actually wanted to, like, do the thing that you're telling them about. Like, Yeah, I get that. Like, yeah, I understand. And that's true. Um, and that's why I maintain that you can't just want to move somewhere just because you've seen it on Instagram or anything like that or something superficial to that extent that like you have to have some somewhat of a understanding of it or be willing to, to be met with challenges because it probably won't be as smooth as you think. Like even for example, living here, you may say, okay, it, it might be like cool or whatever, but you gotta study, you know, having to go to school during the winter. Something you talked about before. And you know that that whole other um side of it that you wouldn't think of because it's not a notion in the Caribbean. You know what I'm saying? Okay, how am I gonna commute to school during the winter? You know what I mean? Yeah. Those are like the little things that you want you yeah. only think of after that's not gonna be on like your big the checklist of man. I'm moving to this place. These are the things I need to know. Those are the things that come after and I feel like it's better that way to have them as something that's not on the forefront and something you kind of just have to adapt to as you go on. But depending on the type of person you are, like, I'm fine with that, but, like, depending on the type of person that's in this situation, like, they might need to know up front, like, hey, this is how it is in X, Y, and Z place. Even if it's, yeah, like, down to, like, a need, specific like a super... area. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because every every area is a bit different, but I don't think you need necessarily a, you know, to be fully immersed in it. But I think being aware is a big step, because um, you can't get blindsided. But if you're aware, and the possibility of being blindsided by something else is going to be there too, because you know things will come up, um, as they do in life. So, yeah, I, I just feel like that. Yeah. No go. <laughs> I feel like that. You know, that's the main thing for me. Like try to be. At least aware of a couple of different things because you know there's gonna be like five or six more things that are gonna pop up and you be like, well, what is this? I think it's a lot easier for our generation now, to and the generations to come and probably a couple before us to have been aware because there's so many more resources available. <laughs> um, because literally you can go on your phone or any device and just Google anything and it'll come up. Whereas years ago it was a lot more you had to experience it and then let somebody know that you experienced that kind of word of mouth thing um if not like the only other thing thing i could think of is probably like books like as people wrote stories and experiences down like and other people were able to read about them and then make their own assumptions and what's not based off of that information whereas now you can literally google anything i found out the other day that the freaking bear store has an inventory list like you type in your location and like the nearest bear store to you and you can like search for any drink and see if they have it before you go mm-hmm. crazy so you can find anything out nowadays it's just up to the person like as i said like if you don't want to know you're not gonna make an attempt to find out about something which is fair um yeah I think and it's to be expected wine. yeah i think just at that point with the beer so i think different wine um I guess sellers have that feature because 
I heard about it at school and like it's actually crazy like the fact it's so detailed and you can just pop up online and see it. But like you said, like I guess if you don't know it's a thing, you might not check for it too. Because you found out already. Yeah. If you'd known beforehand, you would have probably used it before, but you have yeah, access to almost that. everything nowadays. Um another another one a negative that I didn't think of. Like I have a great uncle lives in the u.s but he spends like half and half between both places like barbados and u.s and like he pays taxes in both places and that's that's something you don't think of like he has to pay like crazy taxes just because you know you're a citizen even if you're not like so that's that was like my move for me because that's not something i would have ever thought of um especially as a kid like this is a potential con out there so like you know a lot of things you would only really find out too after you um get those experiences from somebody else or hear what they had to pass down because to me it's like okay like i'm not living in a place i still gotta pay like taxes like i'm living there like that seems kind of ridiculous to me like how are you paying you taxes and i'm not getting any benefit from it um it do- well it doesn't sound ridiculous to me now that like i'm yeah. older and like i understand that if you told me that when i was like 15 i would have probably been like what the hell no but like for example if he if he's not in like he pays taxes and I think or whatever if he makes but that's a base, personal choice if you get what I mean no but he's well, he, uh, if you become a citizen but you don't know that before you become a citizen yes and yeah you're right but I'm saying like what if you if you weren't aware of that before you became a citizen and now all of a sudden you're like, this is something <laughs> you get asked to backtrack well I mean you could denounce it but like no. that's just like a, a waste of your time at that point. exactly I figure. At least nowadays, there's the resources out there for you to research things. If you want to make steps like that, like people our age, um, mm. there are resources out there to Education. figure out like what you need to do, yeah, or what is gonna come your way if you want to do things like that, so that you know beforehand. Unless it's like what the U.S. government was trying to do the other day to their international <laughs> students, something like that, where they kind of just throw that at you on the fly out of nowhere yeah um other things are pretty accessible and out there in the world that's right i think um you, you tied a straw down as well but another i guess fast i like using this word <laughs> facet or false, not faucet i think facet feels kind of weird how are you using um, but the another, word like, i guess you don't face know what is really the um <laughs> another face that's fair is sending barrels down and getting like different sex remittances um which really supports the diaspora by the same time it's like it plays into that feeling of you know you can afford to send out all this food and all these goods because of you living there and i think that also builds that veil up and makes it seem like okay this is where I want to be or this is how this is a path that you can go down or that you should want to go down I guess I don't know I'm familiar with the barrel thing mm-hmm. um I don't think anybody's ever sent me or my family a barrel maybe once yeah. or twice if anything we like would travel and then send back a barrel based on like what we bought overseas mm. and what's not but I don't know. I think that just speaks to the like the cost of living in Barbados and the fact that 
you have to go to that extent to buy certain things overseas. Like, I don't know if my parents have ever bought, like, something like foil in Barbados. Because it's just, mm. like, absolutely ridiculous. It. Like, there are just certain things that, like, I've grown up where we always buy that overseas because it does not make sense. Like, Tupperware, I don't think we've ever bought Tupperware in Barbados either. Mm-hmm. Ziploc yeah. bags, things like that. So... To me, when I think about barrels and stuff like that, I don't, my mind doesn't go straight to, oh, this person can't afford to send me this Mm. or whatever because they're living overseas. To me, it's more, I have to go to these lengths to get sent a barrel because these these items are are so blasted expensive in Barbados. Yeah, I get that. I feel like um, for the most part, I'm kind of speaking to how I've seen people react to it or... Um, you know, the little comments they would make whenever, like, they received a barrel or somebody got a barrel and they were getting things from it, it would always be like, oh, this person could do X, Y, Z. Um, but your point is very fair, too, because that's just the extent to what it is. Like, it, I feel like there was a class at school where we were talking about how remittances help support the, um, the community that's back home. Yeah. But it, it really shouldn't have to be kind of a bailout or like this is just more feasible. It's it's not like you supporting. It's like you kind of need to substitute a basic thing because it's not really feasible to just go and say yeah, I can buy foil every every other week or every month. Um, just because of how damn expensive it would be. But like at the same time, if I was to think of barrel, like I would think you know if somebody's sending those things like I guess to last a while like. You know, like laundry detergents and stuff like that. I guess that would yeah also be fairly expensive back home, um. But I guess like kind of as usual things I've seen like old generations too. But yeah, that if you were living overseas now, you wouldn't have to worry about all this or different things like that. But and as you said, all those comments are coming from older generations and people that have probably never lived in the u.s and are not thinking about all those things that you said at the beginning that is that true, true. you're not conscious of unless you go out of your way to research whatever that issue is or you have a lived experience where you've experienced whatever that thing is whether it be something like from winter mm-hmm. to like some form of oppression in whatever country it is that's being referred to so yeah that's what that's where my mind goes with that because that's very true a lot of older people just talk because they have a mouth like they don't they're stuck in their old ways and it's just the easiest thing to do is just to drop a comment about something they probably don't have enough information <laughs> about to actually say something constructive so that kind of stuff doesn't even phase me anymore i don't like nobody tells me that kind of stuff or I didn't have any of that growing up. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. I was heard it eventually, like, from just random people. Just that kind of chatter um, in Barbados. But as far as I'm concerned, if you haven't been through that, like, I don't know how strong your authority is to speak on the topic. Like, you can give your opinion. Yeah. But a lot of the times, I feel like they're... Um, tone of voice and like where they're coming from when they say those kind of comments is very this is what it is mm-hmm. period and I feel like um just saying how 
Caribbean culture is, you know, being older or being an older person kind of makes you an authority on whatever you deem to think, talk about, which is, you know, for the most part, it's not a bad um, rough measure, quote unquote, because you would assume that an older person will have more experience, but yeah. it shouldn't be a, you know, be all, end all. But yeah, I feel like what you said really makes sense because if you study it, like, or if I study it, some of the people that I would hear say these things probably like haven't been in that country and you know spent long time or you know consistent period of time you may go for like a week but what mm-hmm. are you really seeing in a week right exactly um, that's the thing like visiting and living are two different things for sure there's so much that i did when i visited canada regularly mm-hmm. growing up that i haven't done since i've been living here because like that was something that I did when I was visiting and not something I would just do and I've been living here for almost three years now and then there are things that I do now regularly that I live here that I did not do when I was visiting because I was just visiting like I was spending what two maybe three weeks here like that's completely different to living in a country because you you gotta act you you, at least for me like you would act completely different because you have kind of like a very focused timeline to work with and then there's certain things that you're gonna you're gonna want to see or you're gonna force yourself to see or do because you're here for a little bit of time, so you might as well. Um, so it's very yeah. different. It's very different, and at least for me, growing up, um, anytime I went overseas, specifically to anywhere in North America, it was mainly to shop. Like there was sightseeing involved, mm-hmm. but it was mainly to buy things. Um. Yeah, that was, like, the focus, the main focus of the trip, if not just seeing family and probably shopping with family. So yeah. that was the overarching I feel like the, theme every time the I bigger, travel. The bigger thing that you always that ties in, seems to tie in everything, is the duty coming into Barbados or into Caribbean islands. Because because of the high duty that's charged on certain items coming in, the price... Or that's the justification you hear. The price is then reflected to the customer. Um, so I feel like a lot of my trips to the US, it was like, you know, you visit family, and then like, okay, you're also going to get a couple of things. And it just kind of made sense that like you're doing, killing two birds with one stone. Mm-hmm. Um, but 100%, I would have to say that if you were going up, like for a short period of time, you kind of, you know, you always kind of balance it too. Like, you wouldn't, or at least for me, like, it wouldn't always be a case where, like, you're never, you're not going to bite anything at all. Like, even if you had the main goal of visiting family, you still, like, end up popping in just because, you know, it, 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 it can make a difference throughout the year, right? Yeah. And but, you're already there. Like, you already bought, bought the plane ticket and are in that country. Like, why not take advantage of the fact that things are exponentially cheaper than in Barbados whether that be household items or just like miscellaneous things there's definitely a significant difference in price because as you said the duties yeah, I, I feel like I actually saw someone there was a tweet on Twitter obviously <laughs> today <laughs> I was like where are you going with this like the only place you can tweet is Twitter so I um I was reading it, and the person was basically talking about how there was a markup, let's say a $200 markup. 
Oh yeah, I saw but the it screenshot. It wasn't justified. So then not they, a screenshot. It was a picture of the yeah, it was slip. Like a, yeah, yeah. So they were digging into it, and somebody else was like, "Well, you know, like for me, I had a similar markup, but then when I challenged them, it was like, you know, let me see exactly where this money, this figure is coming from." Then all of a sudden, apparently, price went up by 10, 10 times. It would decrease basically. So I was like, okay, that's interesting. Um, have you ever had any experiences coming in where you feel you had a challenge? Or did you actually ever challenge the price of something that you had to pay for duty on, like bringing yourself? No. I try to be as honest as possible <laughs> when I go to those immigration and customs. It's really customs officers. Um, yeah, I try to be as honest as possible. I don't ever bring in anything that's would get deserves to be taxed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then honestly, anything else that like I want to say electronic wise, because I feel like that's what really holds a lot of the tax. Like I've never bought anything else that's like random that should be taxed heavily. Yeah. But anything electronic, I feel like my parents always dealt with that, and I was either not with them or I just wasn't old enough to want to pay attention Good. i kind of just wanted to go home so <laughs> i i honestly have no idea but i don't have any experiences getting taxed or somebody attempting yeah. to charge me taxes on something like i take tags off of things all that kind of jazz like and i'm very upfront like this is for this because these people they yeah, i've never had that experience but i've heard that they like to hassle some kids that are coming in from living and studying overseas because they kind of expect that we're bringing in things um which most of us are like why wouldn't we like if i see a candle like i'm gonna take my mom a candle like hello if i see a shirt my brother likes like i'm gonna buy him a shirt um like i'm not bringing the the main thing that i've always come across is they always just ask are you bringing in anything to sell Mm -hmm. and obviously i'm not so i say no and i keep walking um yeah some of that could be like a privilege that i have because i'm lighter i don't necessarily go out to them speaking bajan even though they could like you can see by my passport that like i reside i'm a technically i'm a resident um yeah but i've never had any weird experiences honestly in the last like probably 10 years just about i haven't had any how you remember um, things from when you were 11 or less? Well, I didn't go... Well, I remember <laughs> one because it, it, it stuck with me, but I haven't... Most of my travel in 2010s, I feel like, came in... Outside of the, outside of the Caribbean, it came in, like, um, 2015 or up. Oh, okay. So that's easy to remember. Um, and then before that, I think it was just, you know, a couple of islands I visited in, like, 2013. But... I have a very distinct memory of coming back from the U.S. And we had a plan, you know, stickers were off for everything. And it was something for me, it wasn't like uh, something I was selling, obviously. It was like eight or seven, something stupid. I was, already, I was actually like 10. It was literally probably 2010. Um, and talked to moms, you know, gave her all the information. She had a plan. And then she, she the, I guess the immigration officer or whatever, or customs officer, were just not budging. Um, they asked you to open your suitcase? 
I don't think they asked for the opening because I think they asked a question. And my mom, I, we caught, co- I mean, coach it, but I, in my head, I was like, Mom, this is what you, I think you should do. So I guess you made a little plan, you know, it gives you a little one, two, three, which, you know, five step plan. And she do step one, step two, and she get to step three and forget the whole, uh, every rest of the steps. My mom was just like, she just, she answered yes to the question, she had answered to, so then she stopped to think, or she stopped for like five, ten seconds too long. So I just, I had a choice, I had to jump in and give an answer. Because at that point, it was like, I don't know what you can say. So then, basically, it was, it was for my PS3, though. And the woman was like, do you have any, you know, any electronics you bring in? Blah, blah, blah. You had and a PS3 at 10? What do you mean at 10? At 10 years old? Well, I was in, I was going into secondary school, so I was first round. Maybe it was 11. But it's not that big a difference. Whoa! Continue Wait, your story, why though. is this a thing? Because <laughs> I feel like my parents are, I don't know. You I had a Wii. But that was like, seen as like a bit more kiddie, I think. What? Yeah. I feel like literally... Wii's, like when you look at a Wii and like a PlayStation, like there's definitely one that's inferior. Well, yeah, it's inferior, but like, that's not my fault. <laughs> yeah, but I okay. But think, think <laughs> about, think about the games that come with a PS4. Like, oh, that's let a me hear this. Topic. I remember I let um, me... I had a convince my mom for so long to let me get Modern Warfare. See, like um, that's that's not ten year old games. You see what I mean? You you see what I'm getting at? But can you acknowledge the fact uh, that there's we games that aren't like for five year olds because you're acting like there aren't but okay let's go back again i didn't have a wii when i was five maybe i got my wii when i was like maybe like nine. Ooh, nine. i honestly so don't know <laughs> i honestly don't remember when i got Jeez. it but you're yeah it. that just <laughs> you're honestly mind blown maybe you should have started off with a game boy or like i had a game boy maybe a wii no one is, wants a wii these are these were actually like, great you know it wasn't seeing people have it and knowing the limitations it wasn't something that you wanted if you're smart what limitations the game you, you see how so for example the quality Can't wait to hear this the visual quality of a ps3 game and the, the soundness of what? how were you looking actual... at this when you were three like what, what? Three. how i mean i mean 10 I'm thinking PS3. How were you thinking about all of this when you, you were 10? You can see the quality. So let me give you some context. <laughs> I was really trying to justify this right now. If I if I kept on my trajectory, Abriana, it's not working. If I kept on my trajectory, I would be I would be a master coder right now. I was really in, I was really in technology thing, right? Oh Still, I'm a little bit from from mobile. You should hold your PS3. You don't know. Be like, sir, you don't need this at 10 years. <laughs> so. I was it was I was lucky enough to have had the experience of using a PlayStation Two, so uh, that kind of got me ahead on it, right? And not only f- I got the slim, so I got like you know I was always get the slim version. So I've had the PS Two and the PS Two slim, and I'll have a PS Four slim, right? So I've had it like I've been with PlayStation from a lot of my life, um, and like when I was really really young, I had a Game Boy, um, because What's you know, really people- really young. People would have game maybe like four or five. What the fuck? 
People you didn't know how things. to read books. I oh, I was so good at reading books. That's probably why I had a Game Boy. <laughs> no, I had a. When I got older too, I remember I maybe it was when I was eight or nine. I probably had a because you know like, I had a family member and he was older than me. And he so he would have games and then, you know, after that like I would get the games. It wasn't necessarily like, okay. I'm always getting like a brand new XYZ. Um, sometimes I would have a game and then he would get the game right. Um, so. I, I remember I got a PSP too one time because I just did so well in school, and that was always my parents saying like, if you you can want something, I mean when I get it, but if you work for it, is a possibility. So you know I had a lot of games like I was a gamer bro like, what's that? Pokemon title uh, when you open the game the, <laughs> the developer is called Game Freak. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, I really don't know. I... But yeah so. Um, to make a long story short, because of that, I had a lot of, not experience, well, experience, but, like, I could see when a game was good and when it's fun. And obviously, the Wii was fun, but just from being on PlayStation before, it was like, I don't want one. My cousin that had one. That justified it. When you said you had a PS2, I was like, all right, discussion done, but I let you keep going. I had to give you the context. I had to give you the context. Honestly, like, my parents gave me a lot of mm-hmm. electronics over the years. But I don't know. Maybe I should hit up moms and like ask her when I was getting all this stuff. Cause like I feel like throughout primary school, mm-hmm. maybe I had like a DS, and then I don't know when I got my DSi. Mm-hmm. But like I really don't remember playing games when I was young. So I'm like, what was I doing? <laughs> Clearly, yeah, you me, were playing I, games. Yeah, I definitely remember I, playing games. Not like I don't know all what day, I was every doing. day. Definitely not all day, every day, because you know, for, it was always like schoolwork was the focus. Not that like it was my whole life or anything, but it was never something that you would put in the background or whatnot. At least until secondary school. <laughs> but yeah, so I guess to tie that whole thing back together, so ironically. The fee that they ended up working out for the PS4, PS2, sorry, was exactly the, exactly to the single, I had a single dollar bill left to my name as to what the woman said the tax on it was. So that blew my mind. I was like, this is a scam. I wanted to leave it there, but then I was like, I already paid more for it. And it stand, technically, it was supposed you to buy it fully priced. I saved up. Um, you know, you got a little Christmas money and stuff like that. So I, I used to say that. I say that for my whole life. Man, I put my whole life savings. Con- you bought a game console at ten with your savings. My whole life savings. My friends, <laughs> it's news to me. You don't this do chores and hilarious. get paid. You gotta, you gotta hustle, bro. Oh, uh, I was That's hustling to go to Disney World, and guess what? I still haven't gone to Disney oh. World. But my Disney World savings oh, are still... That's a, that's let me, a, that's actually, a let really... me not say... Let me not out myself and say where they are. Because next you know somebody will a... go looking for them. <laughs> I have Disney World savings, though. That's where my oh, savings are. Good to know. That's a, a lofty, that's a lofty... That's a lofty... That's a lofty It was worth it, though. And I mean, I feel like... I sold my PS3 later on. Um, and it's kind of a model I use now with electronics. Like, you know, it'll, it'll, the money will go for something else. Like, I'm used to it. Somebody else will use it, you know, we save the environment slowly but surely. Um Yeah, you know, reduce, reuse, recycle. I just make sure I reuse and I recycle. Hmm. But but um so. yeah. I feel like 
a lot of my childhood was games. Um, I wasn't a case like you know, it'd be like for example, when you're off in, when you're off from school or like during summer break or whatever. Yeah, you end up playing. Throughout. I feel like I play more on a computer than on a gaming console. Oh no, not me because my computer was. Actually, I I have memory of playing. I played on, on like a, a desktop. It was yeah, on like a desktop. I played yeah, yeah, on like I a have, desktop. I have memory of coming home some days from primary school and just playing games on. Was it X Games or something? Actually, even more or so, I games? watched more TV than anything else. That's Why really you had a lot of time. How I used to do all this? I used to watch TV, play games. You sound like you was doing more than me, so I you have to speak for yourself. I don't know how you was doing all of that, and quite frankly, I. I don't know how much I want to know, how much more I want to know at the moment. <laughs> this is like information overload with all this, your gaming experiences. I mean, yes and no. I feel like it is what it is. I don't think it's anything monstrous, you know? <laughs> Sounds slightly monstrous to me, but I don't I think you just let yourself get overwhelmed by it. It could be that too. It could be that. But I don't have any bad custom experiences. I just tell them what I have now because I travel without my parents. So mm-hmm. tell them what I have and go about my merry way. I don't know the last time they asked to open my suitcase. Yeah, same. Those were saying probably like, years definitely ago. not since then. When I was like with my parents, sometime. Because I hate when they do that. Yeah. Like I, I understand um, that they probably have to, but it's just such a hassle. Yeah, it's really not ideal. I mean, right now it's probably a good time to go, for that specific reason, because I don't think anybody's suitcase probably getting searched at that kind of level. Mm-hmm. But obviously it's risky, and you know, if you don't have to, you really shouldn't. Unless you know you're just like you really need to go home and reset. Which is justifiable. Yeah, for whatever reason. What you said about this thing on Twitter, I found that pretty interesting. Also because I've never personally collected anything from the port or customs outside of the airport, anything that's come in. Um, mm-hmm. I know my dad has. I don't know how if he's had any bad experiences. I honestly don't think he has because, let's be real, if he did... Yeah. I'd know about it. We'd all yeah. know about it. Everybody yeah. that lived in my household would know. Um, <laughs> so I don't think he's had any like significant experiences, but I did find that thing on Twitter. It's like sad, but it's interesting. I saw one mm. person reply and say that they went to pick up like a remote car or something, mm. or their dad went to pick up their remote car that they shipped in, and the body wanted to charge them at some amount of money more for the tax and the duties on it and (laughs) the buddy said their parent went to stand up on the car and like break it (laughs) to like say like one to say like oh it's not worth anything like why the hell you make me pay so much but also to be like i can stand out here and break this and then what are you going to do about it you know so like before he could like get his foot down on it, the officer was like, "All right, all right, don't worry, don't worry," and just let and just let him go, and he paid nothing on it because it was like a flimsy remote control car, mm-hmm. and they had him paying like some ridiculous 
a most of duties on it and that's crazy i've heard our friend a mutual friend that we have complain about how expensive it is when you ship in like bigger equipment or more expensive like electronic devices mm, um yeah I but i haven't had any specific experiences thankfully because my patients like i can be patient but then like when i just feel like you're throwing rubbish at me it's like yeah you, you just flip a switch it's like a flip just gets switched not by choice um, and yeah no I, my mom face, definitely so. has <laughs> and in your voice too and in the words you choose and in your whoa, whoa. Too. are you just like exposing <laughs> me like what the parents you're just going off about how i <laughs> express emotions like okay sir. just don't play poker yeah i would probably suck but no like i feel like my mom not she she has had like negative experiences that like, you know people or if you were collecting something from the port and then you end up waiting the whole day because the service is that oh yeah day. my father hello that kind of oh thing. If, if we're talking about that hello one time <laughs> when i was a youth and i was too young to be left at home by myself so my father had to go pick up i think he was picking up like a chair that like he ordered some chair for the backyard or like i honestly can't remember what it was but he ordered something and you know those were the days where you had to tag along wherever your parent was going so i had to go bear in mind this place is relatively close to my house based on where i live um Mm -hmm. when i tell you we spend most if not the whole day there and this whole time i sit down in the car i don't even know if i had a phone yet because i think i was that young like And, like, I was annoyed that I had to be there. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, my dad, yeah, not a good whose move. temperament is, like, mine times 5,000, <laughs> and my temperament can be bad, he's not enjoying this either. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, the radio was my best friend that day. Because I, I just sat in the car, the windows down, I just listened to the radio for the whole no, day. I was gypsying at people. They had a man, like, selling um, meat rolls and other things and juices. Like, my dad bought me food. <laughs> like, we were there for so long. And to be honest, now that I'm thinking back, I don't even know if we got the item that day. Like, I feel like we had to leave and uh-huh. then he had to come back another day. I that was like... terrible. After that, I was like, I never want to come back here again. <laughs> That's how my experience was with Costco up here. I went once and I was like, I'm never going back in there again. Mm. So we thought. No, I've never gone in Costco since then. Really? I've never been either. Ever. You don't want to go. <laughs> um, so that's kind of like my whole thing. It, that memory stood over you because of how impactful it was. I feel like I have a similar memory of just being at the port, you hold it and just starving. I don't think I really got food. <laughs> <laughs> I could never starve. Um, I would just start twitching and then like, my parents can feel my energy. It's kind of weird. Yeah, they I don't can, know. Like, feel. Yeah, how how could somebody feel your energy without you saying anything? That's kind of weird. No, but like I don't know. I feel like with some people, it's hard to read. No, I get you. But For I you, just yeah, give yeah, off it radiates, like, it radiates. this this attitude that like it's just not working. So I don't even think I had to say that I wanted food. Like my dad just got me food. He's like, like, okay, he time for food. He's probably yeah. feeling the same way. He's probably feeling the exact same. Way. Honestly, <laughs> we'd be on the same wavelength, like. 96% of the time. It's crazy. The only other thing I wanted to throw into this episode is Drake's 
Barbados infatuation mm. that he's had over the past like week and a half. It was probably like ten days, give or yeah. take, that he was in Barbados. Um, I think it's cute. I at times it was comical because at first it was like a one-off thing. And then it got to the point where every day he was, like, posting or somebody was finding out something about, like, what he was doing yeah. or something that he was involved in that was... He was either enjoying the culture of and enjoying Barbados or he was finding ways to let it be known that he was enjoying it. Like, mm-hmm. sometimes he was just, like, in the moment doing it and people were capturing it. Or other times, like, he was doing it and performing it, but it wasn't, like, in a performative way. I get that. It's kind of, like, like overdoing form. it kind of thing. Exactly. Not even that. Just, like, the same way how people have been saying um, we're turning Brianna Taylor and the whole Black Lives Matter movement, like, you're turning it into a trend mm-hmm. and it's becoming um, something that people are being performative about and doing it because it's cool and it's the thing to do now. And if you're not doing it, you're, you don't look this way kind of thing. So in okay. some moments he was just, it, it seemed that he was just enjoying himself. And then in other moments he was being performative, but it wasn't in a negative way. It was in a way to, at least to me, this is how I took it. Like he has a level of respect for mm-hmm. Barbados and for the culture. And Yeah. It was cute. At first, I was kind of vexed because I was like, this guy, he's just just soaking up all this culture and making it seem like it's awesome. Like, hello, we've been awesome kind of thing. Like, that yeah. was, I was kind of vexed at first. But then I got over it. And I was like, you know, you know what? People, he has too many followers. Mm-hmm. So if people want to soak this up, let them soak it up. Yeah, I mean, at and the end day, it, 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 it mostly is a positive thing. Um, I think it was really, like, it felt like more than a week because it was, like, every single day, it was like, okay, this person's seeing something new or he's posting something else has less. Because I feel like for a while, he was posting things that are really informal kind of thing on Instagram. It was just like, oh, yeah, blurry picture here or, you know, funny yeah. video here. And, Just some weird stuff, yeah. you know? So, that, I mean, that was good to see because it... It's kind of the duality that you hear one end saying that, you know, he appropriates culture and the other end saying that, you know, he accepts it and, mm-hmm. you know, really bids in it kind of thing. There were a lot of jokes about him coming out here, coming down to Barbados here. I speak in like in Barbados, unfortunately, <laughs> I am not. Um, about him coming to perfect his accent, to find Rihanna, mm-hmm. to get words for his new albums, get concepts and all that kind of stuff. And... Uh, you could say like he has a track record for that based on what he's done in the past Mm. he's used a lot of um verbatim from jamaican culture so you i see where people could get that and like don't get me wrong like you his next set of work might reflect that kind of stuff um but to me a lot of his a lot of what he chose to share because there was probably a lot that he took in on what's not that he didn't share but a lot of what he chose to share seemed very genuine um and i appreciate that like i could i can get behind that yeah no i agree 100 percent. i feel like it was very genuine and the things he was doing the things like you know where you would see him or you know how he was acting with people obviously in this time 
and this climate you was kind of I like know less there ideal. was a lot of pushback at first that but, he was like out and about right yeah. away but on the other hand like you know if that was not the case then it was really that part was like good to see because you would see some people for example like Wayne Rooney has a house in Barbados how often you see Wayne Rooney um you know yeah I feel like I haven't seen him even. I know I don't and I honestly don't hear a lot about when he is in Barbados whereas like yeah. Simon Cowell like every single year he comes on or twice a year sometimes when he comes on like you always know because he talks to people on the beach like obviously they, they want their privacy yeah, at the end of the day which is justifiable because he's coming for vacation but yeah I, I agree that I'm he was sure just I very I think my Siri thought I was talking to her um, I was she, not I'm sorry she wants to join the old talk honestly she out here talking about I don't understand <laughs> what do you mean I wasn't talking to you you gotta get the Beijing now start a pop <laughs> maybe <laughs> could you imagine yeah, it was enjoyable, and it was like we did a poll in our story whether it was like <laughs> we love to see it or if it was comical, and yeah. one listener said it was kind of both, and I was like, yeah, I agree. It, it kind of like fluctuates. Yeah. Sometimes it's like, oh my gosh, what is he doing? Like when he had on, when he went to oh the flag somewhere in second oh. street and <laughs> he had on <laughs> a freaking independence polo shirt as we refer to it uh. where and that was su- i thought that was such a cool moment because so many people were they were saying it jokingly but when you actually sit down and think about it he took something mm-hmm. that Bajans see as being low class or not being as cool and not being as trendy yeah. you're in an S.Y. Adams shirt not even just for independence you're wearing that on a regular day as yeah. like part of your style that like that's true. just that's not it like yeah. you're not seen as like that's off brand or off yeah step. it's seen as being weird you're seen as weird when you do things like that within Barbadians and people were like yo Drake come on do this now and y'all out here like scrunting for money mm-hmm. or scrunting to buy this set of shoes and this top and this belt and this pants to look good for who? Yeah. And Drake gonna buy a S.Y. Adams t-shirt and wear it in a nightclub. And I was like, oh, these people, I, people that are saying this, you're right. You're right. And it was, that was such a good moment for me because sometimes like you can get caught up in the big brands, brand yeah. names and Barbadians are very, very, attached to this whole appearance thing mm-hmm. and what you look like and what you're wearing and how you dress just as simple as something as going to the supermarket like people like to do a whole do down because you don't know how you're gonna see and your hair has to look a certain way and you have to be wearing this handbag and it's too much yeah. so for drake yeah. to come and do something like that and for our generation to be like wow was great not to say people are gonna go and switch up now and just start to just move home not like move away from that kind of behavior but it was just really nice for people to to see people realizing that 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 was a bad or is a bad habit that barbadians have yeah i like it you're right it's kind of like a little culture shock from within yeah, because Drake is one of the biggest people in the, in the industry that he's in. So for him to come and do something like that on a little small, small Barbados where people 
literally will run themselves or their parents or whoever dry mm -hmm. to uphold a certain appearance. And a lot of the times they're not doing it for like they might be performing it to like social media and whatnot. But a lot of the times they're trying yeah. to uphold those things within their friend groups and family mm. to be like, this is why I look like I could afford to wear this and da 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 and I have to look this way for this event. I don't know, it's kind of hard to, like, find that line between, like, pridefulness within yourself and, yeah. like, being confident enough to know, like, I won't leave the house looking like this because, like, that's just, that makes me look like I don't care about myself and I don't have, I don't feel like I have self-worth mm -hmm. and being, like, I need to uphold this look because this is how people need to see me kind of thing. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So, it was just nice to see like that, like to see that other people were because it was multiple people that were tweeting it, and then like mm -hmm. the people that were tweeting I didn't, it. I remember see, I saw a tweet that blew up. Um, lots of people were retweeting it and yeah. having discussions about it. So it was really nice that people were able to acknowledge that, like if Drake could do it. Yeah, why you were here? Like, you know, why? Not eating properly just to buy Exactly. Person. It's not worth it. It really isn't. And I mean, if it takes Drake to prove that to you, then so sure. be it.